Lesson 53 Hello again. A while back I got an email from Rob from Tewksbury, UK asking if I'd do a lesson on lens filters, so here you go. In addition to lens filters, I'm going to talk a little bit about lens attachments and accessories. What you see here is a sampling of some lens filters, attachments, and accessories from my personal arsenal. I used many of these back in the days of film, but they can still be used today for many digital applications. Lens filters come in all sorts of shapes and sizes. They also come in the form of glass, plastic, and gelatin. They attach to the lens in a variety of ways as well. The funny thing about lens filters in general is that a lot of people aren't even aware of their existence, and those that are have most likely discovered how useful they can be for a number of applications and creative effects. Before you go filter shopping, it's imperative that you know the inside thread diameter of your lens beforehand. You can usually find this either written on the back of your lens cap, along the rim of the lens, or on the lens barrel. Filter size is denoted in millimeters and sometimes designated by a circle with a diagonal line running through it. To attach the filter, carefully screw it onto the end of your lens, making sure not to cross-thread it. Perhaps the most common filter of them all would be the UV filter. This filter is basically clear glass and does little more than filter out ultraviolet rays, resulting in cutting atmospheric haze and improving contrast in clouds. Although the results are barely noticeable, I think the best use for a UV filter is to protect your expensive lenses. Since a $10 filter is a lot cheaper than, say, a $700 or $800 lens, I always have a UV filter on all of my lenses. In fact, I use them in place of a lens cap because it can save precious seconds if I'm in a hurry to shoot something and I never have to worry about losing the thing. Another handy filter to have is what's called a polarizer. This filter enables you to reduce, if not totally eliminate, reflections in glass and other reflective surfaces. The filter works by simply rotating it until the reflection disappears, as seen here. I'm holding the filter in front of the video cam lens and watch what happens to the reflections in this old clock and the Beatles poster. Like magic, they disappear. This is very handy when shooting through glass at exhibits like aquariums and so on, or window displays. They also work great for reducing glare in large bodies of water and changing the way light strikes objects, like these trees. I never go on a trip without my trusty polarizer. One of the alternatives to screw-on filters are gelatin filters. The advantage to these are that they are relatively cheaper than glass and may be easily cut to size to fit any of the many available filter holders on the market. This leaf filter holder takes 4 inch square gelatin filters and attaches to about any size lens by means of this sort of rubber band device. Here. I'm placing a 4-inch 87C gel filter in the holder for shooting infrared images. I could also cut this filter down to fit the smaller 3-inch filter holders as well. You can purchase these huge sheets of neutral density gelatin material from Lee and cut it down for use as needed. Neutral density filters are used to decrease the amount of light entering the lens without changing any of the characteristics of a scene. These filters allow you to achieve lower exposure settings in certain shooting situations by effectively decreasing the ISO or film speed. For example, the material shown here is rated 0.6 ND and decreases exposure by two stops. Other options include 0.3 and 0.9, which decrease exposure by one and three stops, respectively. One of my favorite filter holders is this Ambico Adjustable Lens Hood, which doubles as a filter holder. 
The purpose of a lens hood is to block out stray light so it doesn't enter the lens and cause what is known as lens flare. You can see lens flare in this shot of a horse and buggy I took in Amish country. I was shooting almost directly into the sun and the resulting ghost light shapes are actually similar to that of the lens aperture, which looks hexagonal. Had I attached a hood to my lens before taking the shot, the flare would have been eliminated since the sunlight wouldn't have been able to strike the lens elements. At any rate, this particular lens hood can be adjusted to work with a variety of focal lengths by sliding it forward and backward. Plus, adding a filter is as easy as dropping it into the slot. More conventional lens hoods are often included with your lens purchase, and I highly recommend their use whenever you're shooting outdoors on sunny days. Another popular and very useful filter is a close-up filter, which allows you to take macro shots with just about any lens. What you see here is a Hoya 3 filter set that allows you to stack the filters of varying magnifying powers until you achieve the desired magnification you need for a shot. I first told you about these types of filters in Lesson 19 on macro photography in the app and covered the amazing Raynox macro attachment in Lesson 43. I already told you about the Phoenix Fisheye filter in Lesson 35, all about lenses. When screwed onto the front of any wide-angle lens, you can get great fisheye effects at a fraction of the price of a legitimate fisheye lens. I love the distortion you can get while focused on subjects close up. You can even add a fisheye lens to your Holga if you want. This thing works by covering the entire existing lens and securing it with a set screw. There are a plethora of filters that can be used from anything from changing the overall color of a scene to creating multiple images of your subject within the same frame. This warming filter, for example, basically reduces blue in the scene, resulting in an overall yellowish glow. Just look at the difference between these two frames, without the filter and with the filter. Quite a difference. Or you can go way over the top and use a red number 25 filter to really warm things up. And this clever little filter results in a nicely blended three image collage that you can adjust by rotating it with a little handle. Who needs Photoshop when you can use one of these babies instead? Other creative filters include ones that make highlights take on a star-like appearance, filters that give you an instant zoomed in effect, and soft focus filters that can make more flattering images in portraiture or soften the edges in landscape photography. The list is endless and if you don't believe me just Google special effects filters sometime. Besides filters, there are other lens accessories available for a number of uses. One of my favorites is the slide duplicator attachment. If you're an old school guy like myself who has a ton of 35mm slides, this device is a quick and easy way to scan them into high resolution digital images. All you have to do is load it up, hold the thing up to a color balanced light source like the sun or studio flash and take a shot. You can also zoom in on slides to crop out unwanted portions. It works great for 35mm negatives too. Finally, there are a couple of other lens attachments I'd like to mention before signing off. One is called a teleconverter. This attachment allows you to double the effective focal length of any lens by simply attaching it between the body and the lens. Although there is some loss of light and a little distortion, it's nevertheless an economical way to get more bang out of your telephoto lenses. I mentioned extension tubes in Lesson 19 and I think they're worth mentioning again here. Extension tubes are also attached between your body and a lens and allow you to focus even closer on objects in macro photography. 
These devices are nothing more than hollow tubes with no glass and can be stacked as needed. In closing, I encourage all of you to check out some of the filters on the market to see what you've been missing. Besides keeping your lenses from getting dirty or scratched, they can increase your creativity for a more rewarding shooting experience. Well, that's about it for now. I hope you've learned something new in this lesson. Until next time, goodbye.